This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. I almost never, Matt, uh, and you know this, I never ask you to to chart a guy. Um, But I may ask you this time to chart Chris Godwin because we are seeing a guy that is, I don't know, he's just not an impact player right now. He's a guy. He's literally a guy uh, right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And for, for me... Um, we are the alignment kings here on this show. Uh, so I did have to look into this here because I, I, I was visually kind of surprised by this. But Chris Godwin has primarily been a slot man throughout his entire career. And I think people know that, right? Mm-hmm. Last year played 70% of his snaps out of the slot. Lined up as an inside wide receiver last year, and he was pretty darn good. This year, that's flipped on its head. I just looked this up. 65% of his snaps have been lined up out wide, Matt. I I'm a little bit confused by that. 27 years old. He's averaging just 4.8 receptions per game, just 55 yards per game with a 64% catch rate. I bring up those numbers because all of those are the lowest marks that he has had since 2018, which was the second year in the league for Chris Godwin. So let me ask you this. Is it quarterback? Is it usage? Is it alignment? Is it declining skills? What is it with Chris Godwin right now? Couple things here. Um, one, and I think longtime RP followers would know this. I love Chris Godwin's game. Um, I was a big mm-hmm. fan of his when he was coming out of the Penn State, was coming into the league. Uh, I loved him in that 2017 draft. I was like, I remember being like, "What are we doing that Chris Godwin is still available in the third round? Like, what is going right. on here?" I loved Chris Godwin. I thought he should have been a first round pick in that draft. Um, in, you know, I think that take has aged well. I think like his, yes. his, his, his RP metrics have been really good at times this year. Certainly not, or not this year, but certainly throughout the course of his career, not necessarily at the elite tier or anything like that, but he's been a very good and very productive player. Um, I do think some of his stats under the Tom Brady offense were a little pumped up by these like screens and and you know the Brady stuff like to his slot receiver yeah you know, the, the getting mm-hmm. the ball out quick not wanting to get hit like I said those screen passes which were almost like um, an extension of the run game at times for the Brady Bucks I think some of that pumped him up a little bit but he had a great year uh, with Jameis Winston at the quarterback position because he yep. could like beat man coverage and win downfield as like that vertical slot big power slot guy so um, I don't think Chris Godwin has ever been like I think I don't think he's ever been an elite receiver in the league, but I think he's been a very good receiver in the league. Um, but I hear your points this year that you know we're off that we're a year off the ACL, and you know his man coverage and press coverage scores definitely declined from in in 2022 when he was coming off that ACL tear. Which is it's kind of funny that we've gotten to this point where like ah yeah ACL tear it's like nothing anymore. But like some of these right. guys just get sometimes <laughs> yeah, exactly. like some of these guys just get wrecked by it. Like Cortland Sutton, it took mm-hmm. him a while to get back. You know, oh it, yeah. Like Michael Gallup, well, I don't know if he'll ever get back. You know, some of I these guys. So, yeah, yeah. Some of these guys, it just doesn't happen like that. Sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes it, they just. 
I don't know. They're just not the same guy, even if it's just from a confidence standpoint. I don't know if that's the case with Chris Godwin. I do think um, not playing in the slot is an issue for him, especially at this phase of his career. Um, you know, I, I would say, though, the, the biggest problem for Chris Godwin right now is that he's not Mike Evans. Like, Mike Evans is balling this year. I mean, oh, he's yeah. unbelievably oh. good. And Chris Godwin, as much as I like Chris Godwin, he's never been like a top 10 receiver in the league. Like Mike Evans has been a top 10 receiver in the league. He's probably like right. a future hall of famer. And, yep. you know, I thought maybe, okay, kind of takes maybe a step back last year, but not really with the Brady, uh, you know, bucks. They overused him kind of on vertical routes, but he's been awesome on vertical routes. He's been awesome on all the, all the things where he's always been good at with the bucks this year. There's been no decline in him physically. He's clearly like, Yo, pay me money after this year. Like, if it's but if it's the Bucks, <laughs> if it's somebody else, I'm still yeah. at the height of my powers. I'm still an elite number one receiver in this league, uh, or at least a, a really high end superstar receiver in this league. Like that, I'm that guy. And like, there's just not a lot left over for Chris Godwin right now. Like, why would they go out of their way to feed Chris Godwin? You know, double digit targets, which they've only done once this year. It's a lot of like seven, seven, six, six, Mm -hmm. you know, seven. There's a lot of those target totals in Chris Godwin's game log. And like, it kind of makes sense because Evans is the fun is the functional like engine of your offense. And he's been a great player. I think that's the biggest problem for Chris Godwin is is like, they just need him to be a supporting character. And when you're a supporting character in Baker Mayfield's offense, like there's just not going to be uh-huh. a lot left over for you. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said, I, I am very intrigued by the, the, the coach's decision actually in regards to the alignment, you know, like you have a guy who is a certified baller from the slot. I, I don't understand why at this point in his career, you would then decide, well, let's see if he could play some outside flanker more. Like I, I, I just, I'm confused by that. You know, and and again, it's not as if there's some young cat who's pushing them as an inside receiver. They got nobody. <laughs> yeah, they got nobody. Like Trey like, Palmer, who's a rookie. Yeah, who's had some uh, moments, but these guys are you know these guys are guys. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand. Um, and again, not to you know belittle some of these other players they've got in a Tampa Bay Bucks uniform, but they're just not on the same level as Chris Godwin is the point that I'm making, right? There's no there's no shame in that. Chris Godwin's a damn good player, so I, I just I think it's a curious decision. I'm not a big fan of the coaching staff, you guys know that, uh, but I do think it's it's just not just a curious decision. I think it's a bad decision. I'll just call it what it is. I think it's a bad decision by the coaching staff to then say, all right, at this point in your career, Chris, we're going to go ahead and stick you outside and see, let's see what we got because we're, we're going to try to build this offense around Chris Scott or uh, around Baker Mayfield. I mean, come on. What, what are we doing out here? Tampa Bay. I mean, stop it. You've got a great player, Chris Godwin. Why are you moving him around? Just let him be an absolute beast on the inside. Like he's been for the majority of his career <laughs> and just figure it out from there. I just, I'm confused. I, I don't know. Sometimes these coaches, man, they try to overthink it. And I think that's what we got here in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I mean, just from like a routes perspective, you know, this, this is an 11 personnel offense since week five. Um, Chris Godwin actually leads the team in routes. Then it's K dot and then it's Mike Evans and then it's Trey Palmer. It's not like they have a tight end. They have one other tight end. Payne Durham is behind even Devin Tompkins. Uh, it was a depth receiver for this team in terms of routes run. So it's not as if it's like right. a two tight end offense or they're using a bunch of different like two back sets and stuff like that. 
it's mostly an 11 personnel offense and you know they're just putting Trey Palmer as their primary slot receiver um it's it's interesting it's interesting yeah for sure. I, I I really I really don't understand it um whatsoever so we'll see um obviously nothing's going to change for this year uh I do wonder and it's fair to wonder what happens with Tampa Bay from a top-down perspective um you know kind of sort of moving forward um you know after this year there's really kind of sort of been no impetus for them to make a change I would say you know because they've kind of sort of been hanging around hanging around and they haven't been like been destroyed in a lot of games you know what I'm saying yeah um but again, it's not like it's not like they're good. That that's for damn sure. You know, they've got four wins on the season. They've lost what? Uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six out of the last seven games. They've lost six out of the last seven games. A lot of them have been close. A lot of them have been close. Three point loss to Atlanta. Uh, a one score game to Buffalo. A two two point loss to to Houston. So you know, and a one score loss here in week number twelve to Indianapolis. But if this continues and they just slide into oblivion, I I definitely would not be surprised to see Tampa Bay move on uh, from this current coaching staff. But uh, but let's see what happens, man. This could be a, a absolute kind of changing of the guard. Obviously, it was with Tom Brady moving on, but I don't know. Maybe they decide to kind of just press that reset button. Um, after 2023. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 